Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, I'm really cold. Yeah? And I thought about getting another blanket, mm. but I have a view which is definitely not scientifically accurate, but I believe it's true, so it must be true. That once you get... That's not how science works. <laughs> I know, I was trying to be funny. But once you get like, there's a there's a threshold, a blanket threshold, where once you get a couple on, doesn't matter how many more are on top of you, you're not going to get any warmer. Do you find that? I don't think that's going to hold up in science court. <laughs> Well, 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 here we go again. I only like you. I'm Lonnie. I'm here with Sinead. Hello. We are boyfriend and girlfriend. We record a podcast. You should know that by now. If you don't know that by now, if you're coming into the podcast this episode, don't listen to this one first. You'll be so lost, I reckon. Listen to the first one. Actually, you'd be really lost because we're doing a recap of some previous topics. You would be. That was a nice segue. I liked that. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Is it a... Less of a good segue if you actually have to comment on it, though. Probably. Okay. So I brought you down a bit there. Sorry. So we don't really have anything specific that's been annoying us this week. It's just more general recap on our lives, things. So we've got a few topics that have been kind of annoying us, but not enough to warrant a whole discussion, but are worth a good good, um, session, I think. A good, a good talk session. Yeah, a good, good chin wag. <laughs> um, but probably not going to do a whole episode. So here we are, best of sort of thing. Well, it's not best of. That's like a collection of things that we've already done. This is a random bits and bobs kind of like scratch and grab but in a podcast. Scratch and sniff. It's scratch and grab. Okay. Listeners, when you have leftovers for dinner, as in previous meals that you've made that week, do you call them, what do you call them, I guess, is my question. Because in our family, we've always called that scratch and grab. Lonnie thinks this is hilarious, much like he thinks anything that my family have a name for is hilarious. And <laughs> funny names to think. <laughs> How's this my fault? And he makes fun of it by calling it scratch and sniff, much like the stickers that you used to get when you were little. You used to scratch and they smelled like strawberries. They didn't smell very good, did they? No. Why do we like them so much? Was it just your novelty? Novelty, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Cheryl, our friendly neighbourhood cleaner. (laughs) Our neighbour who is probably a cleaner. You said the other day she's a nurse. Oh, well, I'm just, she has weird hours. Like she did washing really late on a Tuesday night that time and and she's got Tuesdays is a day off, I think. Cleaners can work at odd hours though. Yeah, that's true, but we're really near a hospital, so I thought... Maybe she's a cleaner at the hospital. Hey, good. Yeah, probably. Well, as you might remember, Cheryl is a neighbour who likes to take the bins out when I don't want her to. <laughs> um, and generally just tidies up around the place, does... I think, to be fair, 
she does she oversets the market, doesn't she? She does things that you probably shouldn't be doing just as a regular person. I yeah. In I, a unit complex. I would question she goes a bit above and beyond and not in a good way. Well, it could be a good way, it could be a busybody way. Who knows? It's a busybody way. Okay. I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um I just want to say that this week I saw Cheryl. She was taking the bins out and something that we didn't mentioned last time is that when she does this she wears little medical gloves <laughs> i think we mentioned that she wears gloves when she sweeps and stuff did we it's, well i don't listen back to the show <laughs> <laughs> maybe ben can let us know <laughs> um if we didn't mention it she wears kind of like disposable plastic gloves like food safety gloves i guess they're not even like proper yellow washing up gloves they're not very thick i don't know what what germs are there on the bins, really, that well, you can't wash off with your hands? See, I disagree with you with this. I hate touching the bins. I hate it. I feel so gross when you touch the bins. Oh, so you like when Cheryl does it, do you? Yep. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> but you just do it and then wash your hands afterwards. That's yeah, fine, Yeah, I don't it? really understand that. I think she must be going with lots of gloves. But as I said to you... All the bins she touches each <laughs> week. Do you reckon she uses a separate pair of gloves for each bin? Probably. Oh, she's um put a new number on her bin. Has she? Mm-hmm. Gosh, she's weird. Very strange person. We've actually met some of our other neighbours this week, um, but not all of them. <laughs> Interesting. And you'll find out why in a second. You'll find out why right now because I'll just move into it. So we got a letter in our um, mailbox that said we had an evacuation, what was it, like drill, I guess, for the unit complex. I have never heard of this happening for a unit complex, ever, ever, ever. So it was from body corporate to, like, teach us how to evacuate. Here's my thinking. You just walk out the door, don't you? We don't live in, like, a place that's very hard to get out of. The stairs are right outside our Yeah, door. and it's very – there's no building that all the units are, like, in, so it's very open and separate outside. Yeah, it's not like a hotel-style no, complex. No, there's yeah. no lifts, there's – like one set of stairs that goes outside. Literally, there's a fire. Just go away from the fire. <laughs> I didn't really understand why we had to have it. So an old mate came around. It was like 5.30. Yeah. One of the days this week. And he knocked on each door. <laughs> and Emergency he... <laughs> evacuation drill. Emergency evacuation. Every single person. He was like, please make your way to the front of the complex. And then he'd move to the next side and go, evacuation. <laughs> and start all over again. It was us. And Molly's parents. So Molly's the dog that lives sort of opposite. I don't know if we've mentioned Molly in the podcast. We originally thought Molly was a Labrador. After this um, meeting, she's not. She's a little scruffy. She's a little scruffy terrier. So beautiful. no idea who the Labrador was that time. but So when we were moving in, this Molly was yelling out to us from the balcony at the front. So, yeah. And we've obviously, her name actually is Molly, unlike <laughs> Cheryl, who we've dubbed Cheryl, because we've heard Molly's parents call her Molly. And we've been unsure about the makeup of Molly's parents, like who they are. Whether they were dating or, because we've seen a lot of people come and go and we're trying to suss out, like, who's who. What we've come to the conclusion of is that Molly's parents is one person, possibly has a boyfriend who lives there or maybe just visits and we think it's Molly's mum's brother who lives there as well. I think it's a brother-sister because, duo. Yes, because and there's a another girl who comes around, we assume, is the We think she's girlfriend the girlfriend of the brother. Yeah. So 
if you're wondering about that, <laughs> it's all cleared up now. You can stop worrying then. <laughs> no one gives a crap. <laughs> I barely care about this, to be honest. I just like Molly. How can we expect other people to listen if we don't <laughs> give a shit ourselves? I just want to hang out with Molly. That's all I want to do. Me too. Anyway, they were there, but no one else was. Cheryl was absent. The guy downstairs who smokes and is never home was absent. The Indian couple who yell at each other a lot were also absent. And the guy who's recently moved in next door to us, who we think must work nights, was absent and left a note under his door saying he had to go to work. That was nice of him. It was, so we weren't, like, looking for him. But I just felt like to have two tenants for an evacuation for the whole complex. But the guy who came, who was the the fire drill man, he didn't give me any information I wouldn't have picked up myself. You know what he told us? If there's an emergency, call triple zero. If someone's left in the building, let the fire people know when they get here. Ooh, never would have thought of that. We needed to sign a whole, like, document saying we'd heard this information. And, like, he he made, he's like, oh, you know, it's common sense. Isn't that common, whatever, but... If there's a fire, just move away from the fire. Yeah. Our complex doesn't have an alarm system for everyone, so we've all got our individual smoke alarms. So if there was a fire in one of the apartments, everyone else wouldn't know. But you just go tell the other people, wouldn't you? Be like, there's a fire, get out, quick. You think so, yeah. I don't don't see the whole thing. It's probably some law, they have to do it or whatever. And it's probably better off doing it than not doing it, but still. Anyway, the guy who left the note next door to us we thought would be nice and give him a note back because he he'd said on his little note that you know let me know if anything is there anything I need to know. Did we think that? Did we? Did we write the letter together? Did we think about what to say in the letter together? And did we go over to his apartment and slide it under his door, which was very difficult because it's one of the screen doors that has little bristles on the bottom, so it was really hard to get the piece of paper in there. No. <laughs> I did it, everyone. I replied. And I signed it off your friendly neighbours in unit number six. I thought that was nice. And then I put a smiley face. I didn't want to be, like, too weird, but I wanted to be friendly. Biggest thing here, though, is that he hasn't actually replied to our letter. It's been several days. But what would have happened if he did reply? He'd been like, okay, thanks very much, and left that under our door. And then would we have had to write one back, being like, no worries, leaving it under his door? Where does the madness end then? Then we've got a pen pal who lives next door to us. <laughs> didn't think that was going to happen. I thought he would have, like, next time he came home, knocked on the door and like, oh, thanks for your note, and then... Oh, yeah, that would have been nice, yeah. Yeah, that's all I wanted. <laughs> didn't want to have to start a whole bloody collaboration with him. <laughs> anyway, I always think you should reply to notes and messages. Unless oh. you don't want to, and then don't. Money, always leave a note. And always email back. We said this before, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Oh, just quickly though, internet, plan up again. Ugh. We've been through our troubles on here before with internet. We thought they were fixed, but they're not always. They're not they? fixed. They will never be fixed. At the moment, it's not out completely. It's actually um, dropping in and out, or it says it's fine. All the lights are green, but it's so slow that everything times out when you try and upload something. Which I think is worse, isn't it? Well, it's worse when it's kind of working. It gives you... It gives you the hope, you know. You're like, yeah, I'm working, yeah, internet's working, awesome. And then it takes that hope away from you. And I feel like, why give me hope in the first place if you're not going to work? I prefer him just to be not working. Him? The modem, <laughs> whose name is Mo. We've named him Mo. 
short for Modem. We should have named him because now we can't be mad at him. I feel really mean every time I get mad at the internet and I sometimes go over and talk to Mo and say that I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, Mo, pick up your game. But you're doing a really great job with what you've got. And we love you when you work. I don't think Mo listens to the podcast. Um, he uploads the podcast. He does. To the internet, <laughs> which he is also. Something that's happened to me this week, Sine, and I think you can appreciate it as well. Mm-hmm. I've started a new university course, right? Last one wasn't working out. Just doing something for the rest of this year. Just trying to find my feet, find a place in the world. No one cares why you're doing it. You sound defensive. I'm defensive now that you're accusing me of being <laughs> defensive. Anyway, just that was just some background for the listeners. Okay. They, they like this sort of stuff. Do they? Is anyone listening? Ben loves it, okay? So does Joe. She listened to more than one, though? I th- maybe she just listened to the one. It was a good one, though. Joe, you put me in a lot of debt, by the way, and I oh, blame you. That's coming up. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I've started a new course, which is fine. It's, it's good so far. Only thing that annoys me is having to introduce yourself to new people. Hate it. I hate meeting new people. You know what happened this week? I don't know if I told you this, but we had to introduce ourselves to the class. Oh. And I do on the thing where it's like goes around the whole room. No. And for a minute there, I thought I was going to be the first one because of where I was in the oh, room. Oh, God. But then it turned out I wasn't. But st- Close so, call. What do you say, though? That was awful. You know what she made us do? She made us um, talk about why we're doing the course, like where we come from sort of thing. Yeah. That was fine. But she also wanted, and like what we wanted to get out of it, of course, that's, you know, mm-hmm. general sort of thing. But she wanted us to talk about our best or worst injury. And if we didn't have one of those, we had to talk about our best travel story. What? I think it was just like a way of giving us something to talk about. But um, I hate it when people ask you to share your most embarrassing story in an introduction thing in front of strangers. Yeah. Amy Poehler talks about that in her book. And she's like, there's no reason that you need to share that with anyone. Well, this is really weird because some people are weird stories, but mm. I said, I, can't, I don't have injuries. I'm not that sort of person who gets into <laughs> that sort of stuff. I think that question applies to a very specific kind of person, right? doesn't it? You'd be fine. You'd have lots I'd of injuries to talk about. Like this morning I walked into a wall, <laughs> then I ran to the coffee table. Um, so I just said I broke my arm when I was little, um, like my elbow kind of thing when I was in kindergarten. And I was like... <laughs> Um, and since then, I've been really safe, so no other injury. <laughs> no one laughed or anything. Oh, no, so now they think you're the weirdo. <laughs> I wasn't the weirdo. The weirdo was the guy who, no, he, sorry, he might not be a weirdo. His story was a bit odd, okay? Right. Just, just backing myself in case you listen to the show. It's possible. <laughs> I had to introduce myself. No, I haven't told you the story oh, yet. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was giving you some time to, like, reply. His story was from, his, his, it was a travel story, and he said he went to Melbourne on a whim sort of thing, like, without planning anything. Oh, um, crazy. Like, oh, the first night <laughs> he went there, he found like, a youth hostel sort of thing, that was fine. Right. The second night he couldn't find anywhere to stay, and so he ended up sleeping on a slippery dip, a slippery slide. What? Yeah, weird. In a park? Yeah, just some sort of park down in Melbourne with all these belongings around him. That can't be safe. No. So, like, he was homeless because he couldn't find a single place to stay? Well, I think I think he might have, like, gone on a trip that afternoon or something and by the time he was ready to find a hostel, he too late, you know. See, that to me, that's just irresponsibility. I can't... Wouldn't happen to you, would it? 
I could not imagine not knowing where I was going to sleep that night. Like that'd be the first thing I'd organize when I got there. Mm. Well, you wouldn't leave without knowing that beforehand, would you? Strange, strange days indeed. <laughs> but not only that, Sine, I've had to introduce myself on like a discussion board thing on one of the online classes. Yeah. And I think that's arguably worse because, you know, when you're doing it in person, at least you can see the people and you can like see what they've said already and like you can, people will understand a bit if your answer is not very good. Online, you have time to formulate it and write it properly, you know. I agree with you, but I would prefer to do it on a discussion board because you all know that it's cringy and you all know it's stupid and there's lots of exclamation marks being used about how excited you are to start the course and you're not. And it's just... Yeah, that's true. I'd rather just write it and be done with it than be in public I guess and talk can, to people. I guess the one I've written, I haven't responded to anybody else. I've just said it. Yeah, but you really... But what if I say, oh, random person, I'm never going to meet. Glad to see you're on the board. Honestly, that's the kind of stuff. I'm yeah. studying by distance, so all my stuff's online, and that's mm. the kind of comments that you get. You go, oh, you're from this obscure place in Adelaide, went there on a holiday once, loved the cheese. That's the kind <laughs> of shit that you deal with. Yeah. Good cheese in Adelaide, though. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hopefully I meet some nice people. Um, the guy who slept in a slippery slide, especially. Um, there seems a bunch of people in there. I hope the course works out for me. Me too, honey. Thanks. <laughs> I just feel it's like... It's not like a novel. It's, it's like the... Why you know, would you want the script of the play? I kind of think like the play is the thing, isn't it? The play is the thing, not the script. But we can't see the play because it's not here. Yeah. And it might come here in like two or three years, you know. At which point the play script will be kind of obsolete because we'll be going to see it and you'll already know everything that happens in it. Right. I I just can't see the excitement in the world either for it. People, are they going to be queuing up for it like they did the other books? No, I don't think it's going to be a queue. Don't get us wrong. We're still going to go get it. Probably going to get it and read it for really as soon as possible. Also worry about, like, wasn't it over, Harry Potter? Like, it was really awesome when it happened in the movies and whatever, but then it's finished. Maybe we can all move on for a bit, you know? Why have we got to keep returning to this well? Well, I'm kind of excited because I love anything to do with Harry Potter, but I understand the point of what you're saying, that it's kind of, you know, I don't know. Aren't there new characters and everything? It, it's just... about Harry's son. Right. One of the one of the kids and some sort of things happened. Yeah. I, I'm confused about why we're going back to it, you know. I just think every time you return back to something like this, there's a chance that it's going to be shit. There's a danger of this being shit which will ruin well not ruin the original but kind of take a bit of the sheen off the kind original of tarnish the brand a bit yeah, yeah like star wars with the prequels yeah it didn't ruin the originals but the brand of star wars certainly changed once the prequels were introduced yeah for sure and i think especially with harry potter it's kind of seen it's a really really cult following same as any sci-fi thing but it's kind of seen as very perfect at the moment, you know. There's not a lot mm. wrong with the books that people nitpick about or that people mm -hmm. argue about, right? I just feel like this is never going to live up to that, ever. Yeah. And I think, like, you know, with speaking of Star Wars, there's going to be a new Star Wars film every year for the next however long, forever probably, because yeah. of the new deals. Do we need a new Star Wars film every year? Like, I don't think so. I, think... I love the last one, the new one, and yeah. I'm going to watch them all probably. Yeah. <laughs> but do we need them all? Do we need more Harry Potter? People out in the streets 
campaigning for more Harry Potter? I feel as well it takes a, a bit of the, um, I don't know, the specialness away. Especially you know? for us who grew up with it and did do the yeah, line up and whatever when exactly. it was first out. So, and with what you said about Star Wars, there being a new film each year, if you get it so often, it's not special anymore. You're not really mm. excited for the lead up. It's not, Yeah. There's. I don't know, it just... Isn't it better for it to be rare and really great and this one amazing thing than to have five shit things? I don't know. We won't be fulfilled the same way, I don't think, by this. I agree. Look, we're probably going to get it um, tomorrow, Sunday, and love it. And it's probably going to be wonderful because J.K. Rowling is a great author and everything. Yeah. But I think my point still stands. Yeah. But I'm happy to be proven wrong. Are you going to return to the people with your thoughts, Lonnie? We could do a little book club on this show. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not committing to reading a new book every week. <laughs> okay. Is there anything else that's annoying you this week, Sine? Um, Just money. What about you know? money? The fact you don't have any? Yeah, just not having any. Why don't you have any this week? There's a certain individual who will be listening to this podcast and I blame that person solely for this and also my own love of pyjamas and Disney. Do you want to elaborate or is that (laughs) enough enough? So hypocritically, just after we're complaining about um, franchises (laughs) that keep returning to the world. It's such a contradiction. (laughs) We're going to talk about Star Trek Beyond. Is that the name of the new one? Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't know it was called Beyond. Star Trek Beyond, the new Star Trek film. <laughs> so it's the uh, third one in the new series of rebooted Star Trek films. Mm-hmm. I had seen the first one back in the day and we'd both kind of seen the second one. We'd seen a crappy bootlegged copy. Which we didn't really understand yeah. because it was so it was bad. Bad quality and we only saw half of it, I think. Anyway, we went back this week and last week and watched them all. Mm-hmm. in preparation for the new one, and yeah. what were your thoughts, Sine? So I hadn't seen any of them then. You hadn't really seen, seen any other like, Star Trek at all, had you? No, I didn't really. What did you know about Star Trek before this? I knew that it was a TV show, yeah. and I knew that Patrick Stewart was in it, mm-hmm. and I knew that there was a black lady in it, and that was like the one of the first black ladies on television, and it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I knew that it was kind of like, a bit Doctor Who sort of space exploration stuff. That's kind of all I knew. Fair enough. Do you know about Spock? Oh, yeah, I knew about... Well, I... knew Spock was a Spock. So I knew Spock was a Spock, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair and enough. I knew the um, hand signal and the little oh, yeah. face. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. It's funny because for such a, a well-known show, people don't actually watch it much. You know, I think people really love, people love it, really love it, but mm. it's not as well known in the popular, like all the ins and outs of it in the popular no. culture. Well, I was interested. We asked Dad if he wanted to come see the new one and he said no, he wasn't a huge fan of the reboots. He liked the old series like mm. The, mm. that you've watched a little bit of, mm. um, which I thought was interesting, like a generation different from us. You know, they're kind of going through this. He's kind of going through the same thing, I guess. His I guess franchise so. being rebooted. Yeah, for sure. It would be the same as if in 10 years Harry Potter gets a reboot. We probably wouldn't. Yeah, it'll happen, definitely. Yeah, go imagine that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I really, um, I liked it. I 
thought that number one and number two were very similar. Mm-hmm. And because I think maybe because we watched them close together, I can't completely remember what was in number one and what was in number two, like the differences between them. Fair enough. Um, and it was all right. Like it's not my favorite movie of all time. It's just fine, I guess. I'm the new all of them. All of them. Yeah. As a franchise, I yeah. think I'm not completely in love with them, mm-hmm. but they're fine. I mm-hmm. don't really have. It was like average for me. Okay. Um, but I really liked the first one, especially. I didn't quite like the second one as much. Um, but I thought the new one, I don't know, I'm kind of in between that one. I probably need to see it again to see if I really like it or yeah. don't like it. Because some bits really good in the in the latest one, Beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the action sequences I thought were great. Mm. But the other bits were like, I'm not quite sure this is really gelling for me. Yeah. I... The third one felt really different, actually, which, um, spoiler alert, they don't spend a lot of time in space in this one. Mm. The action mainly takes place on a planet. Sure, an alien planet, though. I know they're on an alien planet, but I just mean that could have been any planet. I don't know. I just, the first movies were really set in space, and this was mainly mm. set on a place where they traveled. So the consensus of the fans, though, is that, um, a bit like what your is saying, is that old Star Trek is really cool because it's quite cerebral, um, intelligent sort of thing. Mm. Um, Whereas this not, is not, very... a, not a bad action sort of thing, which is what these new ones yeah. are basically action films with yeah. Star Trek characters in them. Yeah. That's probably where your dad is coming from with that. Um, but I, like having said that, not knowing anything about the series, not being an ardent follower, I've thought the new ones have been pretty good, you know. Mm. I think for the new ones... I've been much more interested in the side characters and the subplots rather than the main plots. Mm-hmm. Like the stuff between um, Spock and Uhura, mm. I find much more interesting. And that's maybe because I like watching things about relationships, but I find that so much more interesting than Kirk. Mm. I, to be honest, I think Kirk's a bit of a wanker. <laughs> yeah. He's, his character's a bit like that, yeah. Yeah, which is fine. You don't have to... You hear it doesn't have to be redeemable or the most amazing person. Well, especially in the first one, it's about him becoming the captain. So he's okay if he's annoying at first and whatever. It's not that he's annoying. It's just I don't really give a shit if anything happens to him. I care more about Spock, Mm. which is interesting because he has no emotions and I care more about him and how he's feeling and how he's going than Mm. the humans. Well, Spock has more stuff going on from these films when his planet gets destroyed and, you know, he's got to deal with his his older Spock and whatever. But I feel like that kind of stuff was so interesting and wasn't explored as much as it could have been. Yeah. I wonder if, would you rather have a whole TV show of it so you could get into that sort of stuff? Well, maybe. Maybe that's, maybe I Mm. would more enjoy the TV show than than the movies. Mm. Well, there is a new TV show coming um, next year, but they haven't announced yet whether it's going to be set in this universe or like the original Star Trek universe. Well, it'll have to be different actors. There's no way these guys will do a TV show. Oh, yeah. It won't be about them, I don't think, but. It's whether they'll be tied in with them or not, though, mm. is, the, is the question. I liked in the film, um, obviously, Leonard Nimoy passed away, was it earlier this year? Last year. Last right? year. Um, Recently, whoever it was. And they did a really nice, I don't know, they included that really nicely into the film and it actually all made sense and mm. I thought it was a really nice kind of homage to that generation of Star Trek and mm-hmm. also him. Mm-hmm. And I liked that. Definitely. Um, the film was also um, dedicated to um, Anton Yelchin. 
who has died recently. Um, he was great in the movie there, wasn't he? It's was yeah. kind of sad seeing him though. It was kind of sad because he has a well a bigger part in this movie than Much he bigger, normally yeah. did, and yeah. you could almost see that he was going to have an even bigger role, mm. like in the future, mm-hmm. and that you know unfortunately won't happen. But I read that um, they're actually going to retire the character of Chekhov, so they're not recasting or anything. I think it'll just be that he's left Starfleet or something like that will be how that's handled. Yeah, that's fair enough, I think. Yeah, I think it, it's kind of quite respectful of them not to just recast and pretend like it didn't happen. Yeah, it's like in the um, Dark Knight movies when he Ledger died. Yeah, yeah. That was fair enough, wasn't yeah. it? What else did you think of the movie? What what did you like about it? The new one? Mm. Well, as I said, I thought some of the um, action sequences were really cool. Um, so there's a bit where the, the spaceship gets destroyed, the Enterprise gets destroyed, and that was all done really well. I was so anxious throughout that whole sequence. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was really great. But after that, I thought there was a bit of a lull in between. Yeah. And and so often with these movies, the bad guy doesn't get much of a go, no. doesn't get much of a backstory or he was motivation. was very one-dimensional. <laughs> um. And a waste of a great actor in Idris Elba. So, yeah. yeah. I felt like it was quite scary when the um, starship was getting destroyed. Mm. I was mm. like kind of freaking out a little bit. But talk about great actors not getting a go. Zoe Saldana was given nothing to do this yeah, movie. No. Absolutely nothing. She's so great. And there were two women in this movie, her and another um, girl who plays kind of an alien um, character, I guess. And... Both of them were defined by the men in their lives. What do you mean about the alien girl? How was she defined by the men? It was all about how her dad sacrificed for her to get away. And it was all about when she was fighting the bad guy at the end, it was all about like your father, now you join your father and you'll pay for your father. And she's like, Mm. I'm going to fight for my father and yada, yada, yada. And... Zoe Saldana was defined entirely by her relationship with Spock. She was given nothing to do. She was a damsel the whole movie. And I think is better than that. She's stronger than that. She's a cool character. Mm. And I was really disappointed. It was a very male-centric movie, which is fine. It doesn't have to be female-driven for the sake of it. And we've spoken about this before. I don't want the characters to be changed from who they were originally. If they were originally a male character, fine. I don't necessarily want them to be a female character because in that way I think it's just as bad. They become a token then, you know. However, they got the opportunity to introduce a new character and they still didn't do that justice, which I got a bit annoyed about. Hmm. I just feel like there's opportunity there to, I don't know, really diversify their cast and make some comments about things and really have a real person and I felt like they weren't a real person. She wasn't a real person. She was just there to serve the men and to help the men escape. And Yeah, that's fair enough. I I wouldn't quite agree that she was only defined by her relationship with her father. I think she was um, like she'd done really well with her the spaceship she had. She was hidden it. She that's was a true. warrior. Yeah. She actually saved Scotty at the beginning. That's true, okay. Um, so it wasn't solely everything. She didn't just talk about her dad the whole time, that sort of thing. Mm. But I see where you're coming from, though. Mm. Um, but I think there was a bit more more than what you just said, but that's fine. Um, speaking of what you were just talking about, there's some controversy with the character of Sulu, Captain Sulu. 
Mm-hmm. Is he a captain? No. What is he? He's um, Mr. Sulu, they call He's him. He's Mr. Sulu. He does get some time in the chair in some movies, which uh, I like. I really like him. I think he's great. He's cool. Anyway, for this film, um, they included his partner as a man. They made him gay, which wasn't at all talked about in the original series. Um, and it was as a tribute to his the character actor, of the original character from the 1960s, um, George Takai, who is a prominent um, gay activist now. And it was like a little tribute to him trying to like introduce Sulu as a gay character. However, George Takai didn't like this. Yeah. He didn't like the tribute they gave to him. Which is a bit awkward, isn't it? It is a bit awkward. <laughs> His point was that the original Sulu that um, Gene Roddenberry created wasn't gay. And so just including him to be gay now kind of goes against the wishes of the original creator. Mm. Which does he become a token then, you know, rather than, I don't know, are you just diversifying for the sake of it or... Because the original Star Trek was really good in having a diverse cast. Yeah. You just you already spoken about that. Um, and more than that, they had an Asian guy on TV, George Takai. Yeah. And they had a Russian character. Um, during the During the Cold, Cold War. War. <laughs> which is crazy when you think about it. Yeah. The whole idea was that in the future, those things won't matter. It'll be the same as having a um, Middle Eastern person on TV now who was openly Muslim, you know, the yeah, idea basically. that everything's solved and this stuff doesn't matter in the future yeah, for sure i thought that how they made him gay in this new movie was one shot of a little girl running up to them him picking her up and him wrapping his arm around another man yeah. that was it yeah definitely it wasn't like a huge makeout session or anything like that so i don't know why it's such an issue i also feel like you've explained to me before this um this reboot takes place in a parallel universe almost, doesn't it? It's kind of like an alternate universe. Yeah. And, yeah. So why could it not be possible for some characters to be gay? Well, is that the only thing stopping people from, people from being gay, is that being in an alternate universe when no, one thing happened? that's not what I'm saying. Like in this universe, um, in this universe, Kirk doesn't have a dad. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing because he was born daddy's dad and his dad died. You know the first movie. Does does that does that make Sulu gay? Does it? You know what's how's that work together? That's, no. that, that's I'm not I'm not saying that's what I think. That's kind of like the argument people have been putting. Yeah, I understand that. But then it's kind of like when they made the new actor for Sulu, who we think is Korean, and they checked with George Takai if that would be alright because he's not Korean, and George Takai said yes because. It's not about what specific country the character was from. It was about the nationality and the the representation of him as um, an Asian man, I guess. And so he didn't mind about that because it was more about the message behind it. I find it interesting that he didn't really mind about that, but he really minds about the the gay thing. Well, no, he minded that they asked him and he said no and they did it anyway. Yeah. So that, that's, big, yeah. that's a different issue, but yeah. I think it's awkward on both sides there. It's mm. awkward when you want to pay tribute to someone and they say no, and mm. then it's awkward when you've said no and they go and do it anyway. So mm. there's there's two, like both sides there have, you know. The other thing is though, like George Kai might have not liked it, but then I'm not sure if he's actually kicked up a stink like people are saying. Like someone else could have just asked him and been like, do you like that? And he's like, no, and that's the story that they've you know, yeah. created. So I don't, I'll have to go back and see what the actual comments were on that. Also, yeah. at the end of the day, Yes, it's nice to pay tribute to 
previous cast members and, you know, try to do something nice like this. But at the end of the day, George Takai is not the creators of this series. He doesn't really get a say in what happens. I know that sounds really harsh, but I don't know. The difficulty is, I think, that we need more women on screen, we need more Asian people on screen, we need more gay people on screen, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All of the um, marginalised groups we need to see on screen. But how we do that needs to be very careful because if we just do it for the sake of it, which some people thought making Sulu gay was just a token, and as I said before, I felt including the new female character, she became a bit of a token, then it's almost as bad as not including them at all. And the same as I think you've said before, if you just made Kirk into a woman in the series, A, that's not who the original character was. It's not necessarily sexist to have a male character. You just need more additional female characters in there well, it shouldn't just be the, the default is male, middle no. class, white. Yes. You know, that's, that's the idea. But the difficulty is how to include these people to respect them and respect what they're representing, to not make it seem like they're just in there for the sake of it, and also to serve the purpose of the story. This is a difficult one, difficult example because it's in the future. Mm. So it's interesting because we're making the movies now for a fictional universe in the future mm. is actually representative of our current societal models and what we believe. Definitely. Definitely. It's what you were saying there. One of the arguments people had for making Sulu gay was that it didn't change his character. It just made him gay, but he was still Sulu, right? Yeah. The argument being that if they create a new character who was gay, that character would be the gay character. Would be defined by their sexuality. Yeah. and that's... Which, which is not... What shouldn't no. be? It should just be a character who happens to be gay if they're gay. Yeah. You know? So I kind of like that then, that, that Sulu wasn't defined by his sexuality. It was just a small moment that was at the end of the movie and it was just, you know. Well, I do kind of think, though, if they're going to ask for his blessing, George Takai's blessing, yeah. they should kind of listen to it. Yeah. Because why bother asking him then if they're not going to actually do what he wishes? I agree. So that... They just, maybe they shouldn't have asked. Maybe they just should have done it. Mm. They did it anyway. That was yeah, what they well, wanted they to do. So they weren't going to stop her, though. No. Interesting one. We've talked before about just making like Jane Bond instead of James Bond. Mm. Does that really help anyone? Because all you've done is made a historically popular male character into a female character, and so that female character is only defined by being a female version of a male character. Exactly. Why yeah. can't we just have a cool new? female character well i heard someone suggest why don't we do m in her early days i'd find that so much more interesting to have a movie about m than a movie with a female james bond or a show with the female doctor who you know i just feel like we can't just make these characters female for the sake of it because that's all they've got then why can't women just be people in their own right Mm -hmm. as new characters why do we have to Mm -hmm. You know, by doing that, are we saying that women can only play characters already predefined and and paved the way by men and yeah, exactly. and established by men and written for men to play? I don't think it's sexist to have, you know, parts written for men. That's mm, totally. there are men in the world. I don't really understand <laughs> what that argument is. You know, well, people talk about Doctor Who. Next time he he regenerates, he should regenerate as a woman. Mm. 
And I was like, why? What does that achieve? Yeah. He just happens to be a woman now. And then like, oh, but then he's a woman. The only thing you've achieved there is making him into a woman. And then I don't know what the next step is there. How does that actually help anybody? How does it change anything? I feel like then the actress who would get to play that would always be known as the first female Doctor Who, not as, I don't know, I find this whole topic really tricky. I just don't see the, the, the point or the benefit of it. Yeah. Why can't we create a whole new character and they have their own show and they'd be awesome? Because there should be more awesome women on TV and there movies and stuff. And more awesome black people and more awesome Asian people and more awesome gay people. Yeah. And I think maybe making Sulu gay in this franchise was the first attempt at trying to incorporate yeah, this Yeah, I think in. it was a good attempt. I think it was a bit sloppy. Yeah. I think the intentions were good. I think, but, yeah, yeah, intentions were pure, but the execution maybe didn't yeah. happen and the response wasn't what they wanted, I guess. Yeah. But, like, you know, it's better than not trying, I guess. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, look, we <laughs> haven't really talked about the movie. Um, any of the movies. We've talked about other stuff. That's fine. Just quickly, would you recommend the Star Trek movies to new people? Um, if you like action movies, then yes. I, I don't know. They're a bit lightweight for me. And I don't think they've necessarily added too much to my life for seeing them. Um, unlike when I saw the Star Wars, that's had a really big, I only saw them recently. And that had a really big, mm-hmm. like I really fell in love with that universe. Not there with this one yet. Um, okay. I could take or leave it. Fair enough. So I think if you've seen the first two, you're probably going to see the third one. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you haven't seen the other two, I wouldn't. Wouldn't bother jumping Wouldn't especially in bother jumping in just to see this new one. Okay, fair enough. What about you? Yeah, so I'm, I'm a bit more inclined to action and um, sci-fi films, so, you know, I definitely think it's good. Um, plenty of worse films out there to go see. Mm. Um, and from what I know, they're faithful to the spirit, maybe not totally the whole original show. Yeah. Um, yeah, there are worse ways to, to um, spend a couple hours. But, yeah, like Sinead said, I wouldn't be running out of the streets to try and no. go see it now. What would you give it out of Sam's? Out of Sam's? I'd give the new one maybe a three and a half Sam's. Okay. I'd probably give it maybe maybe a three. Yeah. It was fine. See, I'm, I'm just dipping my toes into the water of Star Trek as well, so maybe when I've finished all, all the other stuff, yeah. I'll have a different <laughs> opinion of it all. Yeah. But yeah. Definitely. Well, all right then. That's us. <laughs> um, just before we go I wanted to mention that we have an email address slpodcasting at gmail.com you can find it in our little description thing on SoundCloud um, if you want to send us a message tell me how funny I am tell me that's an ace cue <laughs> you could do that if you've got something that's annoying you maybe we'll read it and be like oh yeah that really annoys us too or if you've got a movie that you really want us to watch and share our thoughts on Feel free. Maybe you'll find something that's annoying and then we won't find it annoying. I think you're weird. That's worst case scenario. Maybe we should be, you know, making it a bit... How are we encouraging people to write to us? Well, they should make a good effort to make it a good message they send to us. <laughs> Put all of your effort into this email. <laughs> make it the best you've ever sent. Ben? <laughs> Not just be full of emails from Ben. <laughs> so if you want to send us an email, you can... But like no pressure. Actually, don't. 
No, don't don't email us. It's weird. <laughs> I feel weird asking for people to email. Well, if you want to, you can. Don't have to. Yeah. This is the longest <laughs> outro in the whole world. Bye, everyone. Email us or not. Doesn't matter. Thanks. <laughs>